0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And here we are again. It's the podcast. We're going to welcome in, returning to the pod, this time we'll get the, uh, the gentle Graham Ashcraft, not the bulldog you see between the lines. When he's outside the lines, he's, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to kill me right now. <laughs> How you doing? Doing good, yourself? I'm <laughs> good. But it's true, though. I, I mean, you know, I don't know about labeling you the sweetheart, but uh, uh, between the lines, you are just mean, and I love that. Have you? Uh, I imagine you've always had it, but at, major, at the major league level doesn't uh, not everyone keeps it. But do you thrive on that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's always just been something I've always just kind of used. I mean, when I I like to think I'm a really aggressive person, like trying to stay on top of my stuff when I'm on the game. I mean I'm pretty hard on myself, so yeah. I like to challenge myself. And so whenever things are going good and it feels like the right moment. I mean, I always feel like whenever I give the give the let's go, I always feel like it can just kind of bring some energy back to life for the team and for myself. Well, I appreciate you using just the
0: G-rated version of let's go. There might be one <laughs> or two other words that slips in there. If you can lip-read on TV, you uh, know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: let's it's, it's let's part, doggone part go. It's part of the energy. You just got to roll with the punches, you know? Yeah. Uh. I love it. I I, I love it. Um,
0: and especially nowadays where, you know, back in the day, people used to get mad at that when you'd show too much emotion. Like you're showing up a guy, which I know you're not trying to do in the, that instance. You're just trying to pump yourself up, pump the team up, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same as guys pimping home runs. I mean, it's it's just something we get to do. Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah. I've never had some – I've never done it and had somebody sit there and – Say something towards me. Yeah. Or yeah. look at me. I mean, they might stare, but <laughs> that's just because they're pissed because they got out. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, there have
0: been a few instances that I've loved. Uh, one was Juan Soto, who is very, uh, how should I say it? He's uh, very colorful in the box. He's, uh, when he takes a pitch, it's, uh, how would you describe how he takes a pitch?
1: If if he knows it's a ball, yeah. He's going to show you that he knows it's a ball. So he tries to get in your head making you think like yeah. I I see it. I'm on you. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> I love this. You, you It's it's not that I hate it. It's not yeah. it's not that I hate it. Yeah. I I find it interesting, but if you're going to do it against me, be prepared to get it back. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's how I look. But
0: at you it. gave it back to him. What was it? A strikeout? You kind of did the little slide that he does. Yes. Yeah,
1: struck him out up and in with a cutter, and gave him a little shuffle.
0: <laughs> did you notice that he looked at you at all, or he? I'm not sure he saw it. Oh, I have no idea. And you don't
1: care. Yeah. No. I he went back after he wanted to see where that pitch was on the iPad and saw that yeah. I saw that I did it so I'm not worried that he didn't see it. So when you face him again, do you think
0: he's going to give you the extra shuffle, the extra slide? Oh
1: yeah, I expect it. Yeah. I expect it. I mean, he'll be upset if he doesn't, right? He's a competitor. He, yeah, I mean, I I look forward to those at bats cuz it's like all right, let's go. We're putting the gloves on and we're rolling. <laughs> That's what I look forward to. I don't I don't I don't If he's going to shut down because I did that and he's going to get pissed off and all that, I mean, which I know he's not. I mean, I know the kind of player that he is, but it's just one of those things like that's why I say if you're going to do it, be prepared to get it back. (laughs) I love
0: it. Now, there are games that you have punch outs. There are games that you don't have punch outs. Um, soft contact would be, I guess, number one on the list if someone's going to describe you and that nasty cutter. But which do you appreciate more? Do you appreciate a more efficient game with less punchies? Because nowadays, you know, they didn't even call them punchies back in the day. That's the second time I've used that old man term, by the way. Back in the day. Back in my day. Um, but, you know, everyone loves the punchies. So which do you
1: prefer? I mean... You know, punt, like strikeouts are great. They're cool. It's fun when you can punch the world out while you're pitching. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something about getting a jammed ground ball on somebody's fist to get them to roll over to third base or first base or back to me and throwing them out. It's just, it's just like I, I beat you. There's no chance that you were going to get to it. I love that. I destroyed you. That's how I, that's how I look at it. I love that. Because, like, swing and miss, you're fooling guys. Yeah. There's an art to that. There's an art to making somebody look bad at the plate on a swing. Right. But there's also an art to making people do what you want with the ball. So when I can go out there and get a lot of ground balls, I know I'm getting the guys to do what I want them to do.
0: What about breaking a bat? How much satisfaction is that?
1: Oh, if I could break every single bat throughout the lineup, I would. (laughs) I like to think sometimes I'm keeping those companies in business. (laughs) I love it. I love that. Now we've talked about this before but um
0: for this particular audience uh there was some soul searching involved in this season uh you had success last year and everyone was looking forward to the uh so-called sophomore campaign and didn't quite go your way for a major stretch as you look back now what was what was working against you what was the problem in your eyes during that stretch because there were times it was like oh my god is this this guy might not be a starter? This this might not happen for him.
1: Yeah, I mean it was that. I mean, to be honest, it was thought, that bad. I mean, it, it it was going across my mind too. I mean, I was I was in a dark place at that time. Yeah. I mean, not in like a negative yeah. type of mental aspect way, but just like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. I think I might have to get moved to the bullpen. Like that was that was what was going through my head. Yeah. And you know, just getting through that. The biggest part to me. I mean it's it's easy to say that there was times where I was tipping and there was certain stuff that I was doing and it's just, I mean, what it comes down to is I was just, I was leaving stuff over in the middle of the plate. I was in my head. Mechanics weren't really where they needed to be. I mean, and I was tipping at times. I mean, there was a good majority of time where people knew whenever I was throwing sliders and things like that. Really? Just because how I was coming set. I just, yeah. I, I just, nothing was right. I mean, but... It's just it's just one of those things, you know, everybody's gotta go through it. You gotta go through something, you gotta have a struggle point to get through it, to get to be where you know how to work through it. I mean, everybody has a point in their year or in their career where you're gonna hit a big spot to where it's gonna be like, All right, this is either gonna make you or break you, you gotta figure it out, you gotta figure it out. And I felt like going through that was a really big thing, especially this early in my career, because now it shows me like, okay, hey, if something comes up, don't worry about it. Keep grinding, keep getting through it. You know what your stuff does. As long as your stuff is doing what you want it to do, you don't have anything to worry about. Well, if
0: they're tipping, I mean, you know, even if you tell them that your cutter's coming,
1: a lot of times they're still
0: not going to hit it. They think they're going to hit it. They might hit it, but it might be soft contact. But if they're sitting on your slider, that's a whole different yeah, thing.
1: Because right? that, that's, that's what I was tipping. Yeah. Like it was, it, I mean, I think the last game before we fixed it was against the Braves when I came back off the I.L. Yeah. And I want to say DJ looked at it, and he said it was close to like 75, 80% of the time. He, he could tell just from watching the video when I was going to throw a slider. Oh, wow. And so, I mean, that that changes the whole, oh yeah, whole game. Because I mean, I like, and I, I kind of thought it was weird that game too because I was throwing sliders to righties and like they were they were taking hacks, they were hammered. Like Austin yeah. Riley, like the first time I faced him in Atlanta, wasn't touching the slider. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I mean, he's on it. Yeah. So, but like I said, like the tip thing that's that can be an excuse. I don't want to use that. I, I'm i saying it's because I was leaving stuff middle-middle. I mean, just it's when I was soul-searching, so I was just trying to throw stuff over the plate and not walk, guys. Yeah. And when you're at that point, normally it's not going to go good because you're just going to get molly-whopped left and right. <laughs> molly-whopped. <laughs> yes. See,
0: I love when we get grim Ashcraft-isms, we'll call them. Uh, please explain that term. Is uh, Obviously, it's getting beat around or hit hard, but uh, molly-whopped
1: yeah I mean, I I don't know. It's just it's just something I used to always hear, you know, like you see somebody in a fight and they get hit hard like he'd mollywopped them. It's just something I've always heard growing up.
0: I haven't heard that so <laughs> once again, my old man coming out of me. By the way, if you hear some uh noise in the background, we are in Arizona right now. I always like to tell people where we are and when we record this. We're in Arizona, and I had no room in this stadium, and we're in a we're in a bar area. <laughs> <laughs> Not drinking, by the way. Even though the bartender uh, would probably service one if we, if we asked, right? Right? <laughs> we'll take a club soda, please. So, if you hear some noise in the background, it's just workers getting ready for the game tonight. This is the only area I can get. <laughs> you got to hang with them, man. You got to go where you can go. Oh yeah. So, uh, where were we? Oh, you got mollywopped. When you were getting um you mentioned that it wasn't. Uh, a dark place as in mentally like, you know, like depression stuff like that. Uh, but it's still the the mental side of this game is, is so huge. Who did you lean on uh, during that time? Was there someone that you leaned? Because that's, you know, the, the mental hurdles in this game are just as big as the physical ones if not more.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I leaned on my wife a lot, but I also went and got help from our mental skills coach, really? uh, Vanessa and Becky. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and i I'll tell anybody this, I mean when you're going through something, even though your wife you know is always there for you and always going to be there yes. and always try to help you through it, there's some things that they're just they don't know how to help you with it, and it's much as much as they want to, and so I went and talked with them and just kind of. Just got my mental game back where it needed to be, and then that was when things started to turn over.
0: What uh, What are some particular things that are there? Mental uh, skills uh, exercises that you do. Is it just a mindset that hey, when you're going through this, think about this? I mean, what What it because everyone's different so and we've talked on this podcast several times other players about the mental side of the game which I love that everyone's open to talk about because it the people out there that are listening you know they're not playing major league baseball but it doesn't matter in life what you're going through if you're going through a rough time these can really really help so for you what what is the mental process
1: like uh for me because I'm really hard on myself and I'm a very high intent guy mm-hmm. uh it was more about going through breathing exercises of like relaxation just like kind of taking my mind through certain things of like trying to like clean cleanse the body like flush everything out right and try to make sure that i'm like i have that spot where i can go and close my eyes like and go to my happy place like for me it's like it's being out in the woods hunting so like just every now and then i'll sit down like especially in a game if I'm starting to get a little frustrated when I get back in the bench. I'll kind of close my eyes for a second, take a couple deep, slow, deep breaths, and just think about cool, crisp air blowing through the woods while I'm sitting in a tree stand, and it just kind of helps calm my nerves and kind of bring me back and slow things down. So it's for you to calm your nerves, not necessarily
0: go through step by. Like Jake Fraley had a a process where he looks at a card, and it says three things, and it, it resets his mind. So yours is more of taking your mind and relaxing your mind and your body.
1: Because for me, it's more like I just get anxious. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I I want things to go a certain way and I want to be like, I want to be able to do it. And so it's like, I can't think that way of like, I have to force this. I have to be able to knock this in the head and like get it done. I have to slow down, be like, all right, relax. You know what you need to do. Just go out and tap. That is the
0: mental side of it.
1: We're going to talk about the
0: physical side as well as get an update on how many jerseys this sweating guy uses in a game. And we'll do that when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. All right, what's the, what's the update on the jerseys? Uh, again, you, you, you're a sweater. You, you've uh, been very open about this. Sometimes I, I go down in the steps and I'm like, oh, must be a five-jersey day because there's jerseys hanging down there and the clubbies are down there doing the best they can to air it out and dry these jerseys. So where are we at right now in the dead of summer? Where are you at per game?
1: So we've been lucky these past my past couple starts. It hasn't yeah. been super bad. Yeah. So I, th- I want to say the last, like the last three starts, it's maybe been like four to five jerseys. But before that, when it was really hot in Cincy, yeah, I had two games in a row where I went eight back to back.
0: Went eight jerseys back to back.
1: And I think there were like a seven inning <laughs> game, like seven inning game. I had to change after my bullpen, and then after each inning. There was one day Is- I lost four and a half pounds of water weight. Hold
0: on you lost four and a half pounds of water four weight? and a half pounds of water weight that's is that alarming or is that normal
1: i mean it's it's pretty normal I mean I would say I lose an average normally about two pounds of water <laughs> oh, weight a game but i i mean you also like i yeah. also hydrate a lot i mean i yeah. like before i'd say before my starts i probably Put on an additional pound. pound just the of water, water, right? Yeah. yeah, just not counting like normal days of hydration. Like I yeah. over, I overhydrate because I have to drink so much just yeah. so I don't cramp up.
0: So what's the process? Uh, other, not the process, but changing a jersey. We know that, but do how do you judge it are you just so the jersey's just sopping wet and you it doesn't feel comfortable it it affects your pitching because it's maybe sticking to you
1: or it doesn't really ever affect it I mean it's just like the feeling of having a dry jersey on that doesn't stick to you I don't know it's just nice like it's never really been a big deal when my jersey's been wet but it's just like for me to like wipe the sweat off my arm or my face or anything like that i mean my, like if i wear if it's hot out if it's like 90 95 like especially back in cincy where we have some some humidity yeah we get out there i i mean i'll sweat a lot like i mean i'll fill a jersey up fully in two innings wow <laughs> like my other day i threw my bullpen went and worked out yeah In two hours on a bullpen day filled a whole t-shirt up and my shorts were completely soaked
0: oh jeez goodness gracious because i go down in the uh particularly at home you go down the steps of the clubhouse or the dugout and there's this giant blower going i mean it's an industrial one it's not just like a little fan that you use at home This is this industrial blower and i'm like what's it doing there oh it's blowing
1: on Ashcraft's that's, jerseys. And that's not to dry them, that's to cool them off from them coming out of the dryer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I, lo- I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this, but I've been, I've been talking about this jersey thing forever. And if you've watched TV, you know that we wear that out, which is kind of what we do in tv uh uh, broadcasters um the physical side of it you are constantly working on mechanics i know you talked about the mental side but you had to mechanically fix yourself not only tipping pitches but it was getting your arm in sync with the rest of your body correct
1: yeah i mean we and that's why i say like i I don't want to harp that it was mechanics because a lot of it or or tipping because a lot of it was mechanical i mean i i I was at a point to where my arm got really long, so everything, I mean, slider shape changed, fastball just, I mean, nothing like the velo, that was when the velo kind of ticked down a little bit and it wasn't really there. It wasn't really getting that like blow by them. By so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things to where it's like, we're just, we're f- we f- have figured out where I need to be and so we're just trying to make sure we stay on top of it. So I'm just trying to make sure, like my arms stand short and staying quick going towards the plate, making sure I'm getting into my back leg really good, and make sure I'm getting good, like good torque over my pelvis whenever I'm rotating going towards the plate. And so I mean we're we're making the right steps. I mean there's still stuff we got to work on, but we're we're going in the right direction. Did you have to back off on effort? Not effort,
0: but uh, as hard as you threw to get it mechanically right? Are there times when you back off? Is that, like, you can overthrow the cutter, obviously, and not know where it's necessarily going. Yeah,
1: I mean, even even last game against the Angels, I mean, it was was one of the, there was an inning, I think it was the third, and I walked Renfro, and then Velasquez came up and started him off with two pitch, two balls, and then – Got 2-1, then went 3-1, and then came back and struck him out. And I struck him out on 93. And then I came back that next inning after me and DJ talked, and I was already back up to 97. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's just little things. Like there's, there's times where I'll leak a little bit and my hips will kind of float out to where it's a, in front of my body and it's just not timed up. There's times where my arm gets a little long, and, like, it's, it's things that I'm starting to feel now so I can, like, I can make those adjustments in-game yeah. now. But, I mean, there's so much to it that the untrained eye isn't going to be able to know to see. Right. But if you looked close enough and went pitch by pitch, anybody would be able to see, like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's got to be hard for you, though.
0: You, you're you just a guy that wants to, like, throw the crap out of the ball. <laughs> by a guy now i talked to tyler Stevenson. and this was recently and i asked because you're notorious you're a hard guy to catch just because of the the cutter i mean that's it, any catcher in the world would say that um but he says it's gotten much better to catch you not as hard because perhaps you know more of where the cutter is going yeah how, how I mean, did you pull that off
1: it's, it's just been the figuring out the mechanics yeah. i mean getting the mechanics lined up with the arm slot, being in the right position, staying short and everything getting out front, I can locate it a lot better and put it where I want. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely helped with that. I mean, my you go look at my, uh, like ball to strike yeah. number. I'm sure the numbers are completely different from the beginning of the year, even when things were going good. And then when they didn't go good, like the first half and the second half is way too different. Yeah.
0: Wow. Um, where are we on playing catch? Because uh, in spring training, you uh, I think you and Ladolo were playing catch, and then he's like, I'm not catching this guy anymore. It's, it's too hard. And then I see you worked your way clear through the staff, and Joe Singley, one of the bullpen catchers, was catching you with shin guards on. So where are we now? Who are you playing? Is there anyone that?
1: It's, it's always a catcher, and if it's not a catcher, <laughs> it's either Matt Tracy or Alone. <laughs>
0: Matt Tracy is the bullpen coach, Alone Leishman's the assistant pitching coach who was just on this podcast. So, um, no players will play catch with you.
1: Do you feel not, betrayed? They they'll play catch with me after a day after I start. Because you're not you just tossing, it Because right? I'm only going 60 feet and that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel betrayed by this that your teammates have abandoned you and the, you know, I mean, Playing catch is like the essence of baseball. Hey, let's, let's throw. Let's play, some, let's play catch. Let's have a catch.
1: I mean, I take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love it
0: very much. Uh, this team, now as we record this, it's Saturday. You guys are ready to face the uh, Diamondbacks. Game three of this four-game set. Um, it's been a roller coaster ride. You guys have been streaky. Uh, how are the, the feelings? I mean, this is going to drop a couple days from now, but so I, I don't know what's going to happen in the last two games against Arizona. But uh, where are you guys mentally right now in the clubhouse?
1: I'd like to think good. I mean, you know, there's some things that have happened, especially like last game where you just can't do anything about it. I mean, yeah. just – it's just baseball. I mean, it's – you can sit there, we can blame one thing or another. We can say it's because, like, if we had errors that game or if we walked too many guys that game or if we went didn't hit that game or we just didn't pitch well at all that game. Like, yeah. you could always blame it on something. But, I mean, the thing is, is we're right there. I mean, we're playing good ball. We have some things that we can still work on. I mean, all of us do. And... It's just—it's one of those things. Like, I don't think we really—we're really worried about it. I mean, we know where we're at as a team. We know how good we can be as a team, and we're just kind of waiting for that to—to to play, like, to play off, just to like kick off.
0: We were in music, and I—I I was like, I was trying to figure out what music is playing. Again, we're folks We're, we're in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> getting ready. Uh drinking. Uh, nothing being serviced. no one else in here, but there's. Some music going on in the background. I'm used to a quiet setting, a very cerebral It's probably setting. from BP. It could be because we're, we're just off the dugout, and this is called the Player's Lounge, which it's basically the people that sit uh, in the expensive seats.
1: I must say, they never told us we could come in here. <laughs> well, I got you in here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the bar's unattended right now.
0: So it tempting. doesn't look
1: like they have anything temp- worth grabbing. No. Oh. What would you like? Uh, well, I've asked you this
0: before. I think it was on the YouTube thing. Here comes some noise. Don't mind us people. We're just uh, recording a podcast. What would be the drink of choice, the al- alcoholic beverage of choice for you?
1: Probably just a type of whiskey drink, bourbon. Bourbon? Either on the rocks or like an old-fashioned. I think we have someone that's
0: having a bourbon party uh, right now outside the door here. Yeah, they're hooting and hollering, aren't they? (laughs) Hooting and hollering. (laughs) Have you talked to your guy, guy Ladolo? You guys
1: uh, were tight, and it's, man, feel badly. It's been a... He just can't catch a break right now. Can't catch a break. I talked with him, uh, me and Brandon Williams, and FaceTimed him the other day. Really? And he's... it's just hard. I mean, yeah, I, I know he wants to be back out here. He wants to be back pitching. He wants to be healthy. He just can't catch a break right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely hate it for him because I was excited. I was excited for Hunter to get back, and I was excited to have Dolo coming right behind him. Yeah. And, you know, it's just – it's it's part of it. It happens. I mean, it's just like the when we were playing the Angels in Otani. I mean, guy yeah. had TJ five years oh. ago, and then
0: – And that's just crushing. Yeah. I mean, that is – not only for the game of baseball, but him personally. I mean, he was on the verge of the largest contract in sports history, like two just months away from it. And that is, I'm not counting him out to pitch again, but man, that's brutal. Because yeah. he's unbelievable. The fact that he can, in that game, he hit a, he hits a home he run. A home
1: run, first inning.
0: <laughs> it's a home run, first, first pitch. And he's dealing on the mound.
1: It has a torn uh, UCL, still throwing splitters at 90 miles an hour and his four seam at 94. And it's not like, you know, if you have a torn UCL,
0: I've seen it before where guys are like, ah, you know, and they're done. He was just like, and they first labeled it as arm fatigue. It's like, and he said it didn't, it just doesn't feel right. Well, duh. I mean, that's tough, dude, right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's. I don't see how he's still swinging. Yeah, I know. Especially with his follow-through. I mean, it's... Yeah. But we incredible. don't know the whole truth. Yeah. I, I don't trust anything I read out there anymore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Let's get into
0: the, <laughs> the conspiracy
1: theories <laughs> with grab It's only conspiracies if you read about it and believe it all. <laughs> well, don't get on social media. I try
0: to stay off it. Don't get on the internet. Yeah, I haven't... Uh... I haven't posted on uh, Twitter. What's it called now? X. Yeah, I can't. XML, I, I don't can't even get, know. Why I can't it get ready. I can't. Call it. What do you still? It's still when Twitter you, you send a tweet. Is it now? Do you send an X? Are you Xed? <laughs> an X what? message. An X message. or What? I haven't like since last year, sometime December maybe. I'm just totally pulled the plug. Only
1: the only reason I have Twitter now is because it's the only. App that I have that when I pull it up, it's just baseball.
0: Yeah, because you can choose who you follow, yeah. and it's it's a one stop shop for news. That's the beauty of of it. That's that.
1: that's why I love it. I mean, I yeah. I literally there's nothing else to use it for other than just keeping up with sports. Yeah, to me, I mean, it's yeah. Don't search your name. It's don't, don't search your name.
0: Search <laughs> <laughs> after <a> tough outing. <laughs> They're rough. <laughs> this is what I love about you. <laughs> You just wear your emotions on your sleeve, and you're just real. I dig it. And uh, we're going to get real and talk about uh, maybe things non-baseball when we come back. All right, we're back with Graham Asgraf. Would you like to, uh, since you do wear your emotions on your sleeve, would you like to rip me in any way?
1: Does anything you got for me? No, you know I just like to give you crap every now and then. I got to keep every you on your toes. now and then. I got to keep you on your every toes. every time I
0: walk by.
1: I got to keep you on your toes, Jim. Somebody's got to. Nobody else it, does it.
0: Are you kidding me? The whole team does.
1: <laughs> it's because your reaction's I... <laughs> always the best. <laughs> what do I, how do I react? I don't even know. Well, I, I well, I just look at you, and then you look at me and look away, look back at me, and start walking the other way. I had a similar thing. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to listen to this. This was freaking hysterical. All right, bring so, it on. We're at home, and I'm I'm saying this for a purpose. So we're at home. Our relievers come in. What plays half the time other than their walkout song that they have that they never get to listen to because they play it for 10 seconds?
0: The walkout song? Yes.
1: (laughs) They do all the commercials, not like we are trying to get ready for our guy to pitch in the game. (laughs) So, see now you're going to get me in trouble. So, I went up I I was going to talk with Jim Myers, well Brandon beat me to the punch and told him He goes, "Jim, you know Hurricane Hillary?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, you got Hurricane Ashcraft coming for you, so you better watch out." <laughs> He told me he said this, and I was like, oh, I am playing this out. I am playing this out as long as I can. Because I was just going to tell him, "Be like, dude, come on. Like, this is getting bad. Like, they're back to not playing it anymore. Like, come on. And so I see him. I'm standing at my locker. I see him coming in. I stare at him. (laughs) This dude looks up at me, looks left, right, looks back at me, Walks the hallway to the kitchen. He avoided me for the rest of the day.
0: I can so see this because Jim Myers does a he does a, does the authentication work, but he's also with the I guess player relations, right? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. He's, I can <laughs> totally see it.
1: I I kid you not. This guy like. There was what even at, at the end, right when I was leaving, I saw him and I started walking towards him, and he turned around and walked the other direction. I didn't talk to him till the next day. Well, I wouldn't
0: want to deal with Hurricane Ashcraft either. <laughs> Trust me, I've, I've been on the other side of Hurricane Ashcraft many times. Uh. And that look—first of all, you give a look like, like you said, you you look at me. I'm like, oh geez. oh geez. what's next? What's coming next? So. The reason I can believe this about Jim Myers is that uh, he—he's <laughs> easily frightened. He's easily scared. So if you go up behind him, you could be—he could be talking to oh, five different people. Yeah, he'll hit the dirt. He will hit like you go up and go, ah! and he will—he will either go down. <laughs> now the funniest thing is I did it, and unfortunately there were some kids around. Oh no! Don't tell me he dropped something. He dropped, he dropped an OF? He dropped a, <laughs> let's just say he dropped a word that wasn't appropriate because <laughs> I scared him. He felt so bad. And I actually felt bad because I, did, I would have never done it if I had seen the kids. Yeah. there. They were kind of around the corner. And I scared him. It. It, it was a really good one. I mean, I got him good. Not only did he go down, but there were some choice words. <laughs> oh, he hates me for it. He does. <laughs> But hurricane, Ashcraft now. Woo <laughs> doggy. <Okay. laughs> All right, how's, uh, how's the home life? You're, uh, I think we, last time we talked to you, your wife was finishing up nursing school? Was It PA that? school. She's, PA in, school, she's yeah. in clinicals right now. Clinical, she's got clinicals
1: okay. till about, I think she graduates in July, at the beginning of July. Right. And so once she gets done with that, she'll work for a year, and then she'll be with me full time. Yeah. So you guys were living in Tennessee because, is that where I nurse out? Tennessee. Yeah, we're yeah. in Tennessee. Uh, are you going to stay there? Potentially. I mean, we we bought the house, so we're definitely going to be there for a little while. I mean, it's just our our dream is to go live on some land somewhere and just do everything on our own. I mean, I would love to have five eight hundred acres somewhere and five just, or eight hundred acres. Wow! Like where where do you want to go? Back home? Or? No, I would I would I would probably stay in around Tennessee. Land's a little more expensive up there. Well, depending on where you go. I yeah, I mean. Just depends what, what kind of land you're looking at and getting all that i
0: can see someday down the road where they're like whatever happened to Graham ashcraft boy he's living on 800 acres in tennessee he's got a long beard he doesn't talk to people let's go do a tv segment with him and you pull up on some four-wheeler or something <laughs> or <laughs> in a camo outfit <laughs> I'm not far off, am I? You're saying I'm gonna be like Phil Robertson? <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into that, but yeah, I mean, it's possible. Maybe not the not talking to people part, but
1: uh, I could see you uh, a little reclusive. Yeah, I mean, the way the world's going nowadays, who can you trust? <laughs> <laughs> You've already said that you trust no one.
0: We've already uh, got it gone into the conspiracy theories on this podcast. So, uh, what's the dog's name again? I got to meet your Hank. dog. Hank. Hank. Love Hank. So, what kind of dog is it, Hank? English Springer Spaniel. Yeah. And does he run the the run the crib? Is he Uh,
1: no. He don't
0: run the roost. <laughs> mama you're... mama
1: runs the roost. The, I, I was
0: <laughs> Oh, okay. You know what? They're opening the bar. Hello people. How you doing? Good. How you what's doing? happening? All right. The bar is now open. You know what that means? More noise. No, we gotta wrap up this show. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh order a drink for us, will you? What do we got? What do we we got some diamondback fans in here? Great gray
1: goose and Club soda. Do- soda.
0: Gray Goose and Club Soda? Alright, I could go for Double. that. Double. Yeah, it's Saturday. I like yeah. <laughs> I would <I> go on <laughs> with it. Don't mind us, we got a couple of reds in here. Don't don't hate us for it, okay? We're not haters. <laughs> not haters? Okay. We're not haters. <laughs> Good. told you, this is a raw podcast, man. We go where we can go, and uh, we just roll with it. So now we're in a bar that is now open, and we've got some customers. Love it. Um, Where do you want this thing to go? Obviously, you want to stay a starter, but have you guys talked about this nucleus that's together? And I've asked this question to several guys about how the future could be so bright. I mean, you look out on the field and the young guys—
1: that do you
0: even like look
1: around like wow? Not only are
0: we young, but we're really talented.
1: No, I mean it's hard not to. I mean yeah. you got guys like McLean that's been called up, Abbott, Ellie, Marte. I mean it's and the guys not even just the and the guys we already had here. I mean Steer, TJ. I mean getting Benson this past off season, he's yeah. contributed a lot. Yeah, I mean he that dude's. From the beginning of the year to now. Takes a good at-bat. He, he probably takes the best at-bat on the team. He does. He's got, a, he's got a stinking eye on him. Yeah. And it's, it's fun. I mean, it's just fun to watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's not often you get to sit there in the dugout on a day you're not pitching and be like, yeah, I want to pay attention. Like, yeah. I want to see what's going to happen. Because yeah. something cool is going to happen at some point. I, you know what? If,
0: if someone said, what, what would you like to do in life? I'd be like, I want to be a good starting pitcher. Because you guys get four days between starts and you're just goofing around in the dugout. You're just hanging out. Oh, I got to throw a bullpen today. Maybe work out a little bit. Oh, I could probably get to the field late. Like, this is the day before your start. You're not doing a whole lot today,
1: right? No, just a little throwing, and running, and watching again.
0: <laughs> what a life. Although it comes with great, tremendous pressure, but uh, what a life. I appreciate you being here. We're gonna have to get out of here before you're uh, uh, bombarded. I see a beer over there, and I don't see a. Uh, I, I, ch- I changed
1: my mind. Changed your mind?
0: <laughs> because this is probably gonna go down pretty fast. <laughs> she said she changed <laughs> her mind because <laughs> this is gonna go down fast because it is an it is. looks like an ice cold beer. You're killing me right now. We gotta work. You need the broken one. I love, I love <laughs> these people at home. Probably, what, what are you mind. doing? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I, I don't edit much out of this podcast, so let me just roll with it. This is this is what it is. Thank you so much for the time oh, no and, and putting putting up with uh, the the noise in here and everything. It's uh, I appreciate. It. And can you? I don't want to see Hurricane Ashcraft my way. Can you please be nice to me at some point?
1: Well, I am always nice to you after I give you a little crap.
0: Now <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, there was one time I had to go up with you, go up to you because you were. I don't know. You were just in a string of bad moods, maybe, or maybe it was just me misreading. I'm like, are we are we cool? Are we okay? Anything? What did I say? <laughs> oh, that anything? Was,
1: I remember that day because I, I kept giving you the eye. You were. And you <laughs> thought I was being serious. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you.
0: <laughs> you got me because I'm like, are we cool? Because if because I if someone does have a problem with me, I go right to them. I don't you know I don't beat around the bush. Like I look you right in the eye. Hey, dude, you got a problem with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like in a confrontational way, but you know, let's talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that you had the stink eye, man, but it looked like the real stink eye, so you ought to go into acting,
1: maybe. In uh, ain't no chance. <laughs> ain't no way I can remember those lines.
0: <laughs> All right. Good luck to you the rest of the way. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for uh, joining us on this here podcast, particularly on the day before you're starting. On the road, in a bar, rock and roll. Can we give a woo? <laughs> <laughs> we got a studio audience a yeah. couple of time in fans that's the way this podcast rolls alright that's Graham Ashcraft and uh, we'll
1: catch you next time everyone See you.